Hi, my name is Sean Chaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And if my voice is starting to sound hoarse and crack, it's because we've been recording for quite a while. But we're not done yet because we've got one more very exciting thing to do, which if you can read words or titles, you can probably tell that we are going to review Ted Lasso Season 1, which feels like a weird thing because it's an Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> podcast. But, uh, well, frankly, I don't care because, you know, I want to talk about Ted Lasso. So we're going to do this. Bear with us. I do care. I care very much about all your feelings and, and what you think of our show and stuff, of course. No, but... Sean told me behind the scenes he doesn't care. I, He's I... like, you know what? He named people personally. I don't care. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. did. We appreciate <laughs> you all. Barry, I don't care what you want me to review. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the... Long story short, we both we both cram uh cram. Barry seems like he plays one. soccer for some seems like he's played soccer before for some reason. I, I don't feel know. Like we've seen pictures of Barry playing soccer. Yeah, Maybe that's, that's kinda what there was like an innate connection between Barry okay. and this show for me <laughs> that I haven't uh have no real evidence to make. But the yeah, we uh, we did an Apple T V like free trial for a week and we both crammed in like thirteen episodes in a week and had fairly strong-ish feelings about it, so we just decided to talk about it. And that's my introduction. Hey, that's Chris Ford, the objective geek of YouTube and Twitter. And I forget if I said that or not already. It's getting pretty late. So, Chris, <laughs> what are you up to this week? We've recorded a couple episodes, but none of them have we actually talked about your week. Your, oh, what you've been up true. to? Uh, just, just, just doing housework, you know? Just keep doing that. Um... Yeah, just just working from home. Not not much has changed. Over, I've been doing. I've been uh, getting a lot more action figures. Wife says I have a problem. Also, she didn't give me anything for my anniversary. But what she got me was that I can. She, <laughs> she, her words were, "I was like, what are you gonna give me for for anniversary?" She was like, "I just will allow you to keep buying stuff." The green light. I'm like, to get yourself something like, for your anniversary. Did, no, she said keep buying stuff. Oh, that's big picture. I like that's, that. Exactly. And she, she might have didn't really know what she was saying, but I'm going to take that as, hey, just keep buying whatever you want. <laughs> and <I'm> just... and <laughs> she won't say anything. She didn't say like, oh, just buy yourself something. Just keep buying stuff. When so I'm going to take that as a big green the, light. When you read back that statement in court, her lawyer will be unresponsive. He will just be like, you know what? He's got you right there. You said. Yeah. The implications of which are obvious and semantically yeah. important. Well, hey, which... happy, happy belated anniversary, by the way. At this point, we'll have been, uh, by the time we record, it will have been 11 years, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. Congratulations. That's exciting. Also, Actually, yeah. Right now, it's 12 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that day. Okay. Also, at some point in here, we will have gone to, which I didn't think about this when I was talking about recording episodes, we will have gone to, to Planet Comic Con. Oh yeah, and uh, so if this this episode, thankfully, we'll just kind of get flexed around and move wherever it needs to because we may have some Comic Con talk or something. I don't know. Maybe we, we should go live at Planet Comic Con. We I could don't know. go. You know, we've both got solid phones. We could probably make something happen. Let's let's think about it. That's a good a good poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're just excited to have the opportunity to go back to the uh, the con. I'm sure we will both take lots of precautions, but very exciting. And if you're watching this and you're like, well, I just watched them uh, doing a live episode at the con. Well, I'm sorry that I recorded out of order because I didn't think about this at the time. Okay, yeah, so Uh... let's jump in and we're just going to give a real quick synopsis of each of the 10 episodes in season one, one at a time. And when I say real quick synopsis, I mean like the sentence that I'm about to read off of Wikipedia for each one. So 
the pilot episode, essentially this American football coach, not even FBS, but FCS football coach. So uh, Division Two is what it used to be called. FCS coach gets hired to coach a Premier League football team in England, which is essentially the highest level of soccer that they have there by this lady who's essentially using Ted, a.k.a. Jason Sudeikis, to not super discreetly kind of just ruin everything and tear down the organization from the inside. And so pilot episode, they get over there and some introductions and you get some plot laid out. And as far as pilots go, it's very informative and amusing. Next episode's called Biscuits on his first day at AFC Richmond. Ted attempts to win. Oh, I feel over... like we should say that we might be spoiling things. Oh yeah. Well, it is season one. What's your what's your well, you know, I guess we can do it without spoilers. I mean, just part just just uh just want to just give a I don't care what we do. I just want to give a spoiler warning. In case oh that's fair. Okay. Yeah, well let's spoiler alerts. Uh, but I'll try to be <laughs> gentle in my in my reading. Episode two is called Biscuits, and it's really a lot about Ted trying to win over management and his players. And it's it's not going real great. Everybody's giving him lots of side eyes and things. He's clearly not super comfortable to them. You know, he makes it seem like he's doing fine. And that's very important to the whole story is that it makes it seem like he's doing fine. And third episode is called Trent Krim, The Independent, is where this uh, news uh, person, this reporter for The Independent, does a profile on Ted that's initially intended to be sort of embarrassing and shameful but it has really gratifying ending next episode number four is called for the children and it's about sort of a charitable event where they raise money for i forget what specific type of charity but something for the children and his uh ted's boss her ex-husband who she's essentially trying to humiliate and ruin his favorite thing Mm -hmm. in life he shows up and it changes the whole dynamic of this charity event episode five is called tan lines where Ted's wife and child show up and Ted and his wife are in the middle of some, some sort of marital turmoil. And this episode is mostly about that. Episode six is called two aces where the biggest uh, jackass on, on Ted's team, uh, he, he's trying to sort of light a fire under him and they have this new guy essentially comes off the injury list and he's really good and so they're, you know, they essentially want to get this uh, a-hole kid, Jamie, back on the roster and have two aces, have two offensive stars working together. And, well, and it doesn't go super well, unfortunately. Episode 7 is called Make Rebecca Great Again, where they travel to Liverpool to play against their rivals, which is a place they've not won in ages. And it's a very, like, partying type of episode. Everybody's doing crazy party <laughs> things, young people stuff. Episode number eight was my personal favorite because it's called the Diamond Dogs, which is the name of my slow pitch softball team in Lawrence, Kansas. And that's exciting to me. And so the Diamond Dogs, uh, Ted and his cohorts, his assistant coach, Beard, their equipment guy, Nate, and Higgins, who is, I forget what his director of football operations or whatever, are like thinking of themselves as some sort of relationship, brain problem trust. solving brain trust. And also trying to get Roy, their old, grizzled, old, grumpy veteran on the team, to to get with this other girl. They're trying to help him out through his little relationship problems. 
Number nine is All Apologies, where essentially Rebecca, here's like big spoiler alert, Rebecca, Ted's boss, kind of comes clean to him about the entire thing, about her whole, uh, her whole setup and her whole plans and how bad it was. And so very emotionally, emotional roller coaster of an episode. And then episode 10 is It's the Hope That Kills You, where they're playing the last match of the season. And essentially, if they win or in a very specific circumstance tie and depending on the outcome in another game, they get to remain in the Premier League. But if they lose, they get, I forget the name of it, uh, not demotion. Uh, relegated. They get relegated. Yeah, relegated. I thought demotion too. Relegated. Yeah, because you can get promotion. Championship. Yeah, they you can get promoted, uh, which is kind of the next season's uh, story arc. I hope, kind of finger crossed. But uh, in the but if they lose this game or tie, but not in the right circumstance, they get relegated to a lower league because English football tries to make people not tank and that's pretty exciting because you know over here stateside we got a lot of tanking so that's a very quick synopsis full of spoilers and i do apologize um but that being said 10 episodes very crisp uh and they're what are they uh, 25 minute episodes or whatever so it was a quick it was a quick binge i don't think there were 40 minute episodes were they i think they were no they're like 30 minutes 30 minute episodes yeah and so yeah. quick comfortable binge apple tv if you haven't done your free trial yet uh, you have that option, or you can wait till the end of season two, and they'll have the full seasons up there, and you do your free trial and binge through both. Would also be cool, Chris. That's really all I have to say. Do you want to give any kind of? Uh, do you want to give any kind of summary thoughts, favorite characters, um, favorite storylines before we okay. go into some ratings? So, uh, so the premise. One thing. This is all based off of a random skit that NBC did. Um, <laughs> about when because they started to show Premier League soccer games on NBC, so they did this little skit with Ted La- with, with Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis as Ted Lasso, and they redo a lot of the, the same jokes and stuff. Um, but that character in that was a little more angry, and, and I love how they changed him into more of a very positive, um, kind of wisdom like. Mr. Rogers has a little bit of Iro in him, I feel like. Because um, this this is not the stereotypical male role model, I guess. And, and I always like that when, when a show introduces a character like this, a character who is fairly balanced. Um, but one thing I was afraid of, so as the show go on, like Ted is like the brightest, most chipperest person one thing I was afraid of was that they're going to make him too unrelatable and make him too perfect, right? So even when his wife comes in, they're having problems. I'm like, oh, let me guess. Like, he, he's too happy for her. Like, that's that's not the problem with their relationship. Their problem is just that she just feels like she's she she's fallen out of love with him, and uh, and he's dealing with that. And he's not dealing with it in just like a just like, oh, well, that's okay. Things are gonna be better. No, he's he's dealing with it, and I really appreciated uh, the aspect of the character because that that humanizes him a lot more. And when you humanize a character who's very positive uh, all the time, that can you know make you think like, oh, well, I can be positive, right? It's not just some some fairly mythical character up there who's just positive all the time, unrelatable. Now you can kind of relate him like, well, you know, if he can kind of keep 
his positivity. Maybe I can keep mine. Um, so I, I really like Ted as a character. Like he's, I love watching him. I love, I love the random stories that he goes into. Um, you know, sometimes you can kind of tell when he's about to drop some, some wisdom. Uh, you know, I love that. Um, for some reason I, I go back and I think about, oh, never mind, that, that was episode season two. Um, but he has this really good like press conference. Uh, and I love the, one of the things I love about Ted is that he, he's really great at winning over people. And, uh, he, he does this throughout and the, and the side character that I probably enjoy most is, uh, Trent green from the independent <laughs> because is it Trent green? Krim. It is Trent, Trent Grimm. Krim. Krim. Yes. See? Krim. Yep. Because to me, he is the character that is going to keep Ted honest because he is in journalism. And, that, and that's supposed to be what journalism is supposed to do. It's not supposed to be like, hey, let me get some zingy headliner. It's supposed to be to keep establishments or keep people honest and deliver honest truth. It wasn't about, it's not about like, I mean, you know, what can I sell? What type of um, story, what type of idea can I, or thought or opinion can I already have? And then I'll just gather stuff to support that idea, right? Like if you watch, you know, Undisputed in the morning or something with Skip Bayless, like he's not, he's not really looking to have an objective opinion. He's like, I think when Skip LeBron... wakes up every morning and says out <laughs> loud to himself, how can I behave like an asshole today? Yeah. No offense, Skip. You know, it's some offense, Skip Bayless, if you oh, watch this. Things, I enjoy watching that show because I enjoy Shannon Sharp, just mm-hmm. antics and, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, He's they a have genuinely a good... entertaining guy. Yes. Like, I laugh out loud at, at Shannon Sharp all the time. If it wasn't for him, I would not be watching that show <laughs> at all. Skip isn't that important to me watching the show. Um, but oftentimes he's... And, and even people who are, like, pro-athletes... Um, like there's, right, for every Skip Bayless who's against LeBron, there is a, oh, I forgot his name. He's on a show called First Take. Um, Cal, Cal, Collinsworth? Cal, Cal, no, uh, not Colin. Um, Cowherd? It's not Colin. No, not, okay. No, not, not Colin Cal, Cowherd. Why can't I think? Rick, Nick, Nick, right, Nick Wright. Um, um, yeah. like, he, like he loves LeBron James. He, like every time they'll be talking about something, he'll bring up, LeBron James, they'll talk about like, uh, oh, football players are are now a little bit more active and vocal. It's like, and this goes back to LeBron James, who does. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm riding this person. Like journalism. Sorry, I'm going off a tangent about what's journalism. Right with Nick, right? <laughs> is that what it was? No, what's yeah. right with Nick Wright? Something uh, like that. No, the no, radio yes, that no. was like his 810 radio show. Oh, wasn't okay. I don't listen to radio like that. <laughs> That's. I don't blame you. Um, but journalism isn't about having an opinion and, and taking and pulling just a little things here and there to support that opinion. It's about seeing the whole picture and, and then giving an opinion, an honest opinion, right? And I feel like that's what this character does, which I always like. I feel like he keeps Ted honest. Like, he, he goes around, he interviews him and everything, and he comes away with, because, you know, uh, the... The uh, boss lady, she sets this up thinking that he's going to kill Ted in the interview. And he ends the interview, and he he follows Ted around all day. And he ends up being like, 
this this guy there's more to him like he will go the extra mile to make people feel welcome and everything and granted he probably will fail but i'm not gonna laugh at him when he does fail um because i know he's gonna try his hardest when, when you know edit so i appreciate that and, I, and i've appreciated him in in other interviews right so ask the honest question to get the honest answer and for some reason he's oh i just really like this character um the thing is, I feel like I really, oh, and then and then I like uh, Keeley for some reason. I feel like her character um, does a lot of growing, and uh, oh, so also this this show is directed by Bill Lawrence. I, I love a lot of Bill Lawrence work. He uh, is the showrunner on my favorite, one of my favorite shows of all time, probably my favorite comedy of all time, Scrubs. He's the creator of Scrubs, which it feels different here because he's not the creator kind of of this like it's kind of weird for him i feel like usually all his properties come from his own thoughts but this is something more so that's like adapted um but uh the thing about bill lawrence is that i feel like he he has a knack to end things in happy endings or to or you know somewhere around there and so i, I appreciate that in, in the show he has um Oh, just a good, I think, outlook on life. For like a gratifying ending. Maybe not necessarily pure joy, happy ending, or the can't be happy ending, but a knack for a gratifying closure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm jumping over the place here because there's one, there's one episode that, oh, it's in season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not thinking about it. Um, but anyway. But the thing is, though, all right. So now, now it's time to harp on some things that I, I don't, know, that I don't like. So those two characters, I really like. One of them is a minor character. Another one is Ted. Um, the thing is, every other character, I'm kind of just fine with them all. <laughs> like uh, Ted and Keeley, and maybe Roy. Other than that, I think they're all just fine. Like. This this ensemble it's a good it's a great cast. Um, I don't know, I feel like I feel like I'm there mostly just for Ted Lasso, uh, which the name of the show is Ted Lasso. He is the main character. It's just I don't know it's just different for me that the other characters. I'm like you know what if they ever ever written out the show, I'd be like fine. That's 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 fine as long as it doesn't ruin I don't know the the actual meat of the show. Yeah, say it doesn't have to necessarily like lessen the overall appeal other than. Yeah, it's nice to connect to more than just a couple. Yeah. Uh, all right, so here's my, my biggest complaint with the show, which... Um, so oftentimes, like, I, I, know, I don't know anything about soccer. I don't know anything about Premier League. Soccer seems like a fairly boring sport to play. Apparently, it's very boring. It's so boring to play and watch that they didn't put much of it in the show. Because <laughs> for a show about soccer, there's really not a lot of soccer... In it, I thought that they would like have more, and maybe I'll be like, "Oh, okay, so this is like the fun part of they the skip over oh, massive is... swaths of, of yeah. soccer. They just be like, they've lost eight straight, and you'll be like, "What? Yeah, what? When eight straight? What? When they <laughs> like it? Well, and some of that makes it lose impact when you know it may not yeah. be core to that episode's story, but like it's still part of the overarching story arc we're looking for here." Yeah, like, like if you watch... It was a big gripe for me, too. Like, in, in the episodes I watch of, like, Friday Night Lights, 
right? Like they're they're on they're showing the Friday night lights. They're showing the football. They're showing the characters go through something on the field that was impacted by what happened outside the field. Um, and I and I would have liked that. I would like more soccer. Also, just to learn more about soccer. All right, but maybe they did that because because it's like, hey, Ted really doesn't know much about soccer. <laughs> so if we showed him out there, it would just more so make noticeable that this seems like a very unrealistic situation. I think they could have at least had snippets as sort of a newsreel of what's happening, like instead of the exposition of, you know, they've lost eight straight. Uh, you know, I think there's better ways to incorporate some of that. It's just, just a change of pace with some action feeling in there. And I think that yeah. would have helped my perception quite a bit, personally. Yeah. Um, but, so, some of the favorite storylines I liked. Um, I liked him going through his uh, divorce with his wife. Because I think that's, uh, you know, that's real stuff right there, right? Like, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you wonder, people question their, their uh, you know, stuff all the time. And that I thought was a fairly real depiction of of a couple who didn't have the answers. You you hit on it earlier, and I should have chimed in, but then but they it helps take a character you mentioned like kind of humanizing him, who most of the show you're watching, you think you know he's you're honestly thinking to yourself is like this is great, but he's just a little bit too over the top. But then they will throw something like that at you, and it kind of brings it back home. You're like, okay, that's. Yeah, I mean, he might still be a little too over the top the other time, but it'll be something like that that hits you. I don't know, hits you really hard or feels very real and relatable the way he deals with things. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I actually went into this show thinking that I was going to love it a lot more than you, but you seem to love it, like, pretty immediately. Yeah, I think I was hooked. If you don't mind, I'd give a, a sort of quick uh, rundown of my vibes. I took away, but yeah, I would say episode two, I think by that point I knew I was going to really enjoy it. And we'll, we'll, we'll give ratings at the end of this. So I won't like share how much or anything just yet, but uh, by the end of episode two, uh, going into it with some cynicism, uh, cause we've talked a little bit about, you know, the initial skit that this was made from, like it was good, but it's not amazing. It's not like a diner lobster skit or something like that. You know, it's a fine skit. You're making a whole TV show about it. And it's about soccer. I have no interest in soccer. I knew there was sort of romantic uh, romantic drama elements to it, which I despise in everything forever. So I went into it with some cynicism, but by episode two, I was pretty won over. Um, I like Ted for all the reasons he said. I I like Keely because she has the best comedic timing in the show, maybe outside of mm-hmm. uh, Jason Sudeikis. I also really... I agree. I, I really like Rebecca. I think they show her as a character kind of work in the gray areas of of villain not villain I, there's probably a better word for it but throughout the early season or the early parts of the uh show i think she operates in that gray area very nicely uh her as an actress and as a character in a way that is difficult where she's not a bad person but she is a bad person working through some bad choices and such uh so she's probably my favorite character in terms of like character quality other than ted uh, two complaints is I don't always love Beard. I think Beard is very funny, but he's clearly just a plot device to kind of help things move at all in a functional way. Sometimes he's cartoonish. He's a little too goofy. 
and a little too in a weird way he is like he's a little op right you got this guy who just absorbs everything he's strategic he's good at chess he knows a lot about life like in his own weird way he's like an op little plot device uh it's nothing against the guy doing the acting i just don't love how the character's written and then i also don't like it eventually and it's more in season two but nate uh turns into a little asshole at some point he does and i yeah. don't like the thing is anymore. i was just thinking that i was like oh i really like nate no and, not like, later though yeah yeah exactly like uh, i'm kind of uh, i mean i'm sure i'm sure they'll work that out um i, I hope so yeah i hope they find like like I, I really love the episode where he's uh where one thing they like they, they've been building his confidence up right even when they first meet him they're like hey what's your plan like and he's like, oh, no, you don't want to, you want to hit my plan. No, what's your plan? Okay. Hey, hey there, fella. You got to speak up when you got <laughs> there. So, they, he's a project. Uh, they work so hard to get him to be a vocal part of the team. Yeah. And, and then when he roasts everybody, I thought that was great. Oh, that was glorious. Yeah. Um, and then I like how Troy, uh, Troy Kent went up to him, you know, all intimidating and took the papers like, no, you say it. And you, you 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 say it from your heart, and then he uh, he went off. But yeah, they I don't know he's getting a little bit annoying. He's he's oh man, he might be suffering from a Andy Dyer situation. Remember okay. when Andy started to become really annoying? Yeah, but, I mean, when, he, he, was, when he, was, he went from being the lovable guy that you rooted for. Exactly. To, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Um. Yeah. I I just I want to make one more comment on uh. So like Beard is funny and like a maybe a cartoonish way that's probably a little overdone. I love Keeley's and that actresses in general, like her comedic timing delivery. I think that's really well done. And even like, in spite of the fact that I don't like the romantic drama in, in anything, the way that they present sort of a, a both realism and comedy in that. And part of that is also the actor, that actors that play Roy and Jamie again, a f- very fine line between a little too over the top and what they're trying to do. Uh, but then they'll do something that kind of brings them back down to earth yeah. and, and makes you like him. But again, I'll state uh, Ted yeah, Sudeikis does a great job. And I really do like Rebecca's character a lot. I think that's a very good character. Um, yeah. And then I wanted to mention that I did my eyes watered up uh, two different times in this show. I think once was uh, when after Rebecca admits what she was doing to Ted and how that all resolves. Uh, got me welling up a little bit. And another was in an episode where um, Ted actually gets legitimately mad at Rebecca. And then he makes this comment about finally getting the biscuit recipe right. Because this whole time she thought he had been buying these biscuits somewhere else. Uh, but we as audience already know that he's been making them. And I actually kind of teared up a little bit at her, like, her, her speechlessness when she, like, the realization hits her of what he's been doing this whole time. And it's such a small thing. See, I, thought, I don't think they made that big. I think, I think they should have made a bigger point. Of her, of they, they could have like lingered on her longer. Like, and... I, yeah, to me, it seemed like one of those things where the thing is, you know, as a as an audience member, you're like, okay, well, this is gonna come back, right? Like, eventually, she's gonna find out that that he's been making these biscuits, and that's gonna impact her character, being like, holy crap, I'm, I'm treating this person like trash as a, just a pawn. And he's waking up every morning making me these incredible things, but when that realization happens to her. They kind of blow it off. He just says, I'm going to crack the, the thing. To a point where it just seemed inconsequential. Or like, mm-hmm. uh, like they're just not very opportunistic. I, yeah. Like, I don't they know. Still got, I felt 
Ted so much in my heart because maybe that's not what he was looking for out of that either, right? Like he yeah. wanted a a good big positive reveal later, and it's like stealing his thunder distraction mental turmoil. Like I don't know, I felt really hard. Um, and you know, I'm gonna retract my statement and say two and a half times of welling up. I also well up at the end of the episode where Ted and his wife are getting through their their marital issues. Uh, welled up at the end of that one too. So half halfway on that yeah. one. And the thing is, Sean, is that I feel like I often get more emotional watching these than you do. And uh, I think I might have only got emotional like one time. I don't remember what it was. It might have been the moment with his wife. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I mean, know. that probably is like how much you, you're digging into a show or like connecting with it or uh, or yeah. something. But uh, it's, uh, maybe that's even why I didn't quite get as emotional with the thing with his wife is because that was only like what, three episodes in or something like that? So maybe I just yeah. wasn't uh, as mentally or emotionally invested yet. Uh, you know, because if I went back and watched it through, maybe I'd cry more this time. I don't know. But long story short, uh, it, you know, impacted me. Um, do you want to do any final thoughts before we do some kind of makeshift ad hoc uh, um, ratings? So I don't, I don't, I don't, I think I had this conversation. Yeah, we had this conversation before. Uh, you know, Ted Lasso is getting like, massive rave reviews from from everybody and i'm I'm not gonna say it's overrated because i don't uh i don't think it's necessarily overrated because i think what the show does really well is that it makes you enjoy it it's very hard not to enjoy this show and i and i think it i think anyone will enjoy watching this show right i think out of all the comedies i've watched this is one i'm like 95 percent of people who are going to watch this and i love this show like i think the quality itself is good it's, it's, it's really good quality but to me i don't think the quality ranks up there with the other my favorite comedy is like community like the good place like scrubs like those things those shows i think are, are, are better and funnier and oftentimes have better story elements community doesn't really dive that much into like story and character arc stuff like that but i think the good place and Scrubs absolutely does. Um, and also The Good Place also has like that same kind of like life lessons type of deal. But to me, I think that show's way funnier and has more twists and turns and stuff like that. But to me, those shows are also a lot more niche. Like, <laughs> like, like community, what? Like, if, if I just try to show that show to 100 people, 20 of them are going to love it and say it's the best show. Mm-hmm. Or best comedy ever, right? The other eighty might be like, oh, whatever. You know? Other eighty just and don't then, even get it. They're like, I don't understand what these kids yeah, are I saying. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Why is that tall guy little... like a douchebag all the time? <laughs> yeah. Why do they worship him? <laughs> Why are they care? Um, you know, community um, uh, scrubs. Probably more people will like that. Um, I think a lot of people like The Office, but a lot of people don't like The Office, right? To me, a lot of these shows have things that turn people off of it uh like the office some people don't like michael like because he can be really annoying he doesn't know what he's doing yeah that's me um, I, I mean i'm fine with the office but yeah. uh that like as a character there's a couple mm-hmm. of the characters he's that make me so mad it ruins right. the whole thing for me absolutely yeah exactly uh but to me ted lasso has nothing like that like to me it, it's it's not it's it's i don't know it's, it's just it, everyone would enjoy watching the show. And I enjoyed it. Like, I can't help but enjoy it. Like, I can't help but watch and have a smile on my face. Also, I'm just like, oh, 
don't think this is as great as these other shows I've watched. Yeah. But no, I fair. understand that well, it has a huge mass appeal. And it can be, I mean, it can be overrated and it can still be great. If that's the case, right? Like, happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it also adds a fine line on the other side of if you think of, like, the most popular... It's not a sitcom, really, at least not like we think of sitcoms. Uh, but if you think of those other kind of comedies with really big mass appeal, uh, and but it doesn't have those other sitcom tropes, and it does lots of other things that make it feel like a much higher production value than those. So it's uh, really good at hitting the audience of this type of other comedy, this sort of ensemble comedy uh, that has like a lot of big mass sitcom appeal without doing sitcom-y things. Versus a more modern comedy, uh, the clever writing and design and everything, but without turning people off with one of those elements that you described, um, it's somewhere in between, and I think it does that very nicely. No. Do you want to give some ratings first? Uh, I guess you go first. <laughs> you, oh, I, uh, wait, no, it doesn't uh, matter. I didn't put any names on it here. I just um, <laughs> uh, no names, just a blank uh, slide. Whoever can I go first. Of- uh, I can go for it. Where are we breaking this down, or how we usually break down? I was just going to do the uh, same, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's you got to do the math in your head, because um, I didn't do it in advance. but It's okay. We'll wait all of these the same, and I'll put comedy in as memorable, sort of. Cause, that's, yeah. That is exactly a, that com- that comedic element, <laughs> or that, that, that appeal, that sort of a charismatic appeal is just an X factor to me, so that's a memorable thing. That's what I was going to do. So, story. Hmm. Story. You know, I might just go a on story for for a comedy. I think the story is actually fairly solid, um, and characters go through some stuff, and, and that's good to see. Um, so yeah, so a on 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 the story. When it comes to uh, audio visual, which is kind of even hard for me to actually. I, and I remember telling you this uh, like two episodes in. I was like. This show doesn't feel like it's shot like a regular show. Like the cinematography is done really, really well. And it might have just been that second episode, Zach Braff directed that second episode. He he sort of has like a uh, uh, he, had, he he likes to do a couple different things. And no, no, I kind of felt it. Uh, but overall, the show's filmed very well, uh, beautiful. Um, that thing done is is really good. Um. Yeah, so uh, what was I visual wise? Uh, you know, the, I don't know, give that a, an eight also. Yeah, and we can say, you know, audio visual, that's kind of encompassing general cinematography and direction and all that stuff. That kind of yeah. makes sense in there. Uh, so, comedy was really important here. Um, honestly, it's, I mean, I enjoy watching the show a lot. Um, and, and it has some good humor in it. It's not. Things I laughed out loud before, but I don't think I don't think I would laugh out loud like the second time around. Or certain jokes didn't stick with me. So if I, if I was just looking at like comedy and since we're the the memorable, I would probably give it a seven. And a half. Probably give it an eight. Yeah, but I enjoyed watching the show so much that I think that that weighs into my memorable factor. To where I'm like, oh, you know, I will, I'll rewatch the show. Um, so I'm going eight and a half on on a memorable which probably gets you to about if i weighted all those the same probably 8.2 yeah probably like 8.2 that sounds about right i'm gonna say audio visual first i'm gonna say eight 
it feels very refined and very high quality, but there's not a whole lot of, uh, like unique distinction or, or interesting things that I pick up on, or like most notably would be, you know, the lack of soccer. It would be a big deal in there. Uh, so maybe nothing that stands out real good or real bad. So I think eight's fine story. As you mentioned for the type of show that it is, the story is fairly solid. There's lots of sort of, uh, I'm going to say quite a few, like very minor gripes. So it's like, I do have quite a few of them, but none of them are deal breakers whatsoever. And generally, I like the overall thing that's being told here in season one. Got some questions about season two, but in season one, like what they did. And so I'm going to say eight and a half on story. And then that last memorable piece. And again, uh, to me, this is, I think this is a, like when I think of memorable for Avatar, this show it kind of encompasses what I want like a good memorable to be, you know, that sort of that charming, that inexplicably charming and endearing and it's funny, but it's not stupid funny. It's not that type of comedy I normally associate myself with. It's it's memorable. Again, maybe not even in the rewatch sense, but just that the the first impact that it has on you for being well done and doing what it's doing. I'll say nine and a half on memorable. I think it's it whatever mm. that character is, and I've been telling people like endearing or charming is what I've been calling it. Whatever oh, that without a doubt. characteristic is, uh, it really grabbed me hard. So I'm gonna say nine and a half. And if my quick math is right. I think that's going to be like an 8.7 or an 8.8. It's going to be one of those two on my weights. So, yes, absolutely big fan um, of Ted Lasso. And even when I started thinking about other people's reviews, you know, it's getting rave reviews, but rave in like very similar to what you and I are doing here. Rave and like it's everybody saying that it's like an A show. It's not anybody yeah. saying that it's the best show in the world. It's, it's a, it's a it's, Rotten Tomatoes rave. It, that's perfect. Yeah, that's a beautiful description is that the 95% of people, like you mentioned, are giving it that thumbs up. Not that any uh, anyone's calling it the, the greatest show of all time or anything like that. Yeah, Just, I've, I've not heard that. Yeah, so it's that's maybe the part where it's hard to say that it's overrated. is because I don't feel like there's a ton of people out there just propping it up on this yeah. gold pedestal. It's just that everybody likes this show a lot for, I mean, the vast majority of human beings like the show a lot which leads to my ultimate recommendation is that you all should watch it too and kind of the main reason we're talking about it today if it hadn't stuck with us like this we probably would have talked about it and just moved on but it's good enough that i think everybody needs to watch it once use that free trial or wait i don't know like six more weeks till season two is done yeah i'll, I'll, I'll get trial. you on the next free trial sean yeah let's flip-flop free trials uh i've really enjoyed <laughs> binging a show this week and like it's a very bingeable show again it's 30 minutes 10 episode season so it kind of just checks all the boxes of like a nice a nice week-long little experience so uh, like i mentioned otherwise i don't think we'd be talking about it here i don't think we would have been interested but it has a very strange quality to it that seems to make the vast majority of people like it i'm sure we'll have people jump in and comment down below and say you know i didn't like it so like, right, okay, no, that's great Congratulations, you're in the 5%. But most of the people that watch this show have enjoyed the show. And somewhere, HBO Max is, is very sad, very mad at themselves. <laughs> yeah, and Peacock. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they both had... Uh, I mean, actually, I think every major studio had a chance at it. But those two, because it's produced by Runner Bros TV Entertainment, and because it, it uh, uses a lot of... A lot of it's uh, talent from vulgar. NBC. It's very vulgar. It would fit in well at HBO in that regard. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure, yeah, those two specifically are mad 
I don't. I get it. It looks like an expensive show. It it does, and again, you know, when everybody's being pitched to the show idea that's based on soccer in a skit from like five years ago or whatever, that was, yeah. uh, and I maintain a mediocre skit, which is fine as skits go. I probably wouldn't have uh, picked it up either. So I get it. Hey, that's that's really all I have. We just started to do another one-off on you. I know we've had a couple of past few weeks, but it's good enough. We wanted to talk about it. And I had a lot of fun watching through it. My wife watched like half of one episode with me before she left the room. I was like, where are you going? And she's like, I give up. I'm just going to have to watch it myself because I'm already here. <laughs> it was like episode oh, okay. It was like episode five or six or something like that. She walked in and just caught a few minutes of it. And she's like, yeah, I'm just going to watch it through. So, oh, <laughs> interesting. So, hey, uh, Chris, thanks for letting us review Ted Lasso season one. Um, totally worth it, in my opinion. Go watch it. In the meantime... My name's Sean Taylor. I'm super tired. It's very late. Been recording I'm a long time. Tired. That's my friend Chris Ford. He's stretching. I know he's Prove tired. This, I'm out. He's, I'm I mean, you could be, right? I'll just, just cut it out at the end. No, I'm going to put lots of good stuff in the description below about how to get in touch with us. We we may or may not have some con stuff, you know, uh, on YouTube last week or next week, depending on when you're watching this. And have have a great time. We hope you'll come back and watch us next week. Thank you, everybody.